March 14th, 2020 on e-homeschooling. Good afternoon, Grower School families. Maybe we're in for stormy seas and uh, today even some rain clouds, but there'll be an end to it. And meanwhile, both this past Thursday's Grower Foundation Board of Trustees meeting and at Grower English Department Chair Christina Barres' workshop on advanced Zoom casting this Friday, the topic of silver linings came up. The first silver lining I keep noticing is inspiration. Our faculty has quickly and fearlessly jumped into this new phase with phenomenal energy and inspiration. Every single teacher and staff member at Grower is ramping up their own personal and professional technological bandwidth in a flurry of innovation and excitement I've not seen since those wild days when we moved onto our permanent campus, or even since the original founding days of the school. In fact, our faculty and staff and leadership are refounding the school in a way, a virtual school for now, but also a series of enhancements onto the existing school. This is Grower 2.0, or is it 3.0 or 7.0? Without missing a beat in your child's full course of study, we're rolling out something special for you. And when we're back in clear skies and on our campus again, we'll be at a new level with new skill sets and new kinds of relationships. One of those skill sets is likely to be online and virtual communications. And to that end, in addition to the helpful information I hope to convey, this broadcast is a chance to see if we can successfully reach all our families through these casts. An extra valuable skill set for our students is to check their emails daily. Would you all help with that? Some teachers have already been sending out e-learning plans and there will surely be more. Right now, these are days of social distancing, and for all the fears and legitimate suffering of some people, this does not mean just technology. It also means reclaiming some of the sweet things, like time to create and read and cook healthy meals and see some documentaries we've been meaning to see. I hope all of you are settling into some kind of family routine, perhaps a new normal for a while. As you know, San Diego schools and schools across California are closing down, and the purpose of this is to keep all of us within our school communities healthy and safe, but also to help the common good by social distancing and limiting community spread of the coronavirus, especially to those most vulnerable. I think it is a, it is a positive to have conversations with your children on how we are all part of the solution to this and how we all have a part to play. School leaders are charged with reminding our communities of basic guidelines that we all should be practicing. So I'll mention two or three. Number one, enhanced hygiene. Washing hands frequently, avoiding hand-to-hand -hand contact with others, sneezing, coughing into facial tissue or elbow, and using hand sanitizer after being in a public place. Also, Let's use hand sanitizer after handling money or credit cards and do not share your cell phone with others. Two, regarding social distancing and social gathering, based on guidance from the San Diego County and California State Health Departments, uh, WHO and the CDC, COVID-19 spreads mostly by close contact with people expelling droplets through coughing, sneezing or by hands that have been into the mouth or nose and then to surfaces or another person's hand or face. The capacity to manage social distancing and social hygiene is highest in adults and lowest in young children. 
This fact, coupled with the fact that children can carry COVID-19 and have very mild symptoms, is why schools and after-school activities are closing. Some parents are choosing to keep their families close during these first few days, which is fine. Everyone should avoid large groups and big social gatherings. The state of California has mandated no gatherings over 250 people. That's still a very large group of people we don't know. Common sense guidance for adults is to keep social clusters to a reasonable number and avoid contact with people who may be sick. The number of children who should gather together for activities or play dates should get smaller with age. Authorities don't recommend middle and high school children gathering in groups larger than four or eight, for instance. For your no-symptom young children who have the least capacity for managing personal space and hygiene, player babysitting groups no larger than two to four are recommended. In the Grower School way, let's use the outdoors as much as possible for social gatherings. If you need to use the school field or hard court, let us know. It could be possible even though the buildings might be locked. Apparently, COVID-19 testing is beginning to become more readily available. And we should all advocate to our doctors if we're concerned about symptoms or clear exposure. According to Scripps Hospitals, patients with fever and or respiratory symptoms should call the dedicated phone line for your hospital first before coming in. Patients should not just walk in. Apparently, at least according to Scripps, a provider meets the person in their vehicle, provides them with a mask and performs the testing and evaluation while they stay in their car, at least as of today's reports. Maintaining our mental health. Anytime there's A significant event like this, it can be particularly daunting to children. Many have had nearly all of their social connections ripped away. School, sports teams, after-school activities, hanging out with friends. They're likely reading stress in their parents' eyes and in the faces of other adults who are significant in their lives. And they also may be watching or listening to too much news. Let's all make a pact not to obsess with news. Yesterday, I received 100 emails about COVID-19. I don't need to open them all. Let's maintain a calm, particularly particularly around our children, and find safe and non-anxious ways to connect with them. It's a challenging time for adults as well. The news about financial markets, challenges with our own work, and maintaining as much normalcy with our family's schedule and life can feel daunting. Self-care is very important for each of us right now. It is important to focus on the joyful things in your lives and find ways to play as a family together. Board games could make a big comeback. Perhaps use FaceTime to have kids and families link up for games or craft or a dance day. Watch some funny movies, read some good books, take a nature hike, plant a family garden. This is an opportunity to rediscover some of those things in life we may have been moving too fast to enjoy. Maybe this is an opportunity for our older students to think about our food banks or our elderly or those needing childcare or educational mentoring. There are no shortages of compassionate leadership opportunities. At school, the Grower staff has been hard at work these past days preparing for our transition. During these ramp up days, we're having the entire campus hospital grade cleaned and sanitized. All teachers have been preparing for resuming teaching and learning next Wednesday on our regular schedule. Monday, 
we have a half day of shortened classes so students can check in with uh, their online connectivity with each of their teachers and pick up all their books and supplies and get some, some uh, instructions towards departing. We'll divide those classes up into socially distanced groups. If you're uneasy, unwell, unable to physically enter the buildings to pick up materials, just call us and we'll bring things out to you in the parking lot, no problem. No parents or students will be allowed on the campus on Monday afternoon and until further notice. If you need anything after Monday, call or email for an appointment. We're here for you. We know you'll have questions. We'll be here. Families will need to have an internet-connected device to use with their child, so thank you for responding to our checks on this last week. As you know by now, the device should, be, should have a camera and built-in microphone for video conferencing and recording. If you're seeing this broadcast, you're in good shape. If you do find yourself without access to a suitable device or internet connection, please call us or email. We're increasing our capacity for conveying files and Google Docs to students online. So make sure you have cloud or hard drive storage aplenty. Take some time Tuesday afternoon and evening to get acquainted with your materials. Make sure devices are charged up, etc. Let Liam or Peggy in our IT department know if there are any issues or questions. Next Wednesday, March 18th, distance learning officially begins and we're calling it the Grower E Homeschool. Initial online connection and learning will take place. Don't worry about details too much. You'll receive plenty of details from your classroom teachers and other school leaders. We'll be delivering distance learning in two basic types. Type one is the academic program all students are expected to engage in daily with their teachers. Type two will be optional activities such as this broadcast or through continuing newsletters, blog posts, counseling notes, links, suggestions, ideas, prompts, and challenges that will encourage students to dabble in based on their interests. I'm tentatively planning a live stream message to all families. Stay tuned for the time of that. With the combination of no school and rain this week with limited indoor activities, I have a great appreciation for all of you and believe that the new normal will kick in soon. I also know we have some families that may be significantly impacted by complications of various kinds. I know some of you may still need to go into work and need childcare support. The school cannot specifically assist with those, but we want to hear how you're adapting out there and sharing that. Sharing all our resources is a good role for the school. We're already learning about how shared school parenting arrangements and gathering houses and student mentoring is forming. Some of you are already looking for ways to connect with each other in your classes, creating digital buddy groups and parent support resources. You can use the Gradescape contact list for these purposes. Just keep in mind that it's best to offer an opt-in option when reaching out through email groups and make smaller email threads with those who choose to be a part of this. Many among us are ending up on too many lists these days. A lot of these lists are telling us about things that are canceled. There's gonna be loneliness. If someone might be marginalized or, or lonely, maybe this is our shared responsibility. Please think about inclusivity carefully. I hope we can look after one another and tell us if you feel left out. 
You can reach out directly to me or Dana or anyone at, at Grower with any questions or concerns about anything related to the school closure or managing information from the school about the coronavirus. If you have any questions about reaching out to your fellow families, please contact info at growerschool.com. We have a variety of connections and resources for our Grower community that could help you. If you have ordered Kai's lunches, you'll receive 100% credit for all meals canceled starting Tuesday, March 17th. You don't even need to do anything. They have done this for you. Please be on the lookout for those in need and assist them if you can. The silver lining is that we have a chance to act together, show grace and generosity, and become a stronger community. I encourage you to take this weekend at home with your families to reconnect and get ready for the week ahead. We'll be back in touch with messages on Monday unless any situations change prior to them. Have a nice and restful weekend. Thank you.